What's going on, everybody? This is Zach. This is Craig. Another week, four in a row of voluntarily rolling. We have made a month's worth of content <laughs> consistently, all in the same month. With, with a little bit of random stuff mixed in. Yeah. Just to kind of keep it. A lot, keep, of, keep a lot of times, honestly, that's me driving to work really bored at 5 o'clock in the morning, <sighs> and there's nothing on the radio but sports talk that I already know about because it's the same stuff. <sighs> Kind of like the problem we have right now. There's not really much going on. Uh-huh. There was a lot of college basketball games tonight, and that's getting big. It's getting close to March, which well, conference tournaments will start in like a week. No, nah, there's week. still five. We st- there's still five regular season games left. So you're looking at about two weeks, yeah, you know, two three weeks. But it's getting close to March, and that's when. That's yeah. That's when it's all the marbles, and I'm not talking about the NCAA tar- tournament. I'm talking about a much more important tournament. <laughs> And that's the NIT, because that's where Tennessee's going this year. <laughs> and there was the big fight tonight. Me and Craig watched it. I, I'm sure with the majority of the United States of America. Well, this was the biggest fight. Tyson Fury's a superstar. Deontay Wilder, is, I mean, he's got he's a YouTube boxer, and I don't mean that like in a negative way. I mean that's like how I found out about him. Yeah, that's how just about everybody found out about him, and then just us being from where we're from. I kind of gravitated towards him because he's from Alabama. I mean, it's not very often you get a big-time fighter out of Alabama. Right. So, But we'll talk a little bit about the fight. We'll talk about some college basketball. We'll talk the normal stuff we usually talk about. and We're declaring our, our loyalties to the XFL team. <laughs> we have decided to follow this XFL team throughout the season. And no, it is not the Houston Renegades, although I will say P.J. Walker lights out. <laughs> Uh, Craig, do you think he gets on the NFL team next year? Uh, I, it would have to be a really desperate team. Yeah. We're talking yeah. like... Because, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, he's lights out, but the competition he's going against isn't what he would see in an NFL game. If the Renegades play like they do and get to the end of the season, I was argue that they could probably beat the Bengals and the Skins and maybe the Lions. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's only the third game of XFL season so far. But it's not it's not Houston. It is the St. Louis Battlehawks. Now, you no, may ask... No me. apparent reason for me, just... Well, first off, I go for unique and goofy names. <laughs> and Renegades sounds generic. Battlehawks is not. I don't even know what a battle hawk is. Speaking of weird and goofy names, the Rocket City Trash Pandas start really soon. That I'm, is right. I'm really excited about that. Having a which we had the stars for a long time, but went to went to many stars games. When I was at A and M, we used to have to do some stuff at the stadium for the stars, and that stadium is very very old and worn out and wasn't taken care of. And I remember back when I was a kid, you could go to a Stars game literally for like a buck, two bucks. Yeah. And nobody would be there. There'd be like 100 people at the game. And Well, I don't think the Stars were very good. No, they were. And it just wasn't like they'd been there a while. It kind of got. Back in the day, they had McGuire and Conseco. That was cool. But like, it just kind of got played out, you know. The novelty wore off and then they started to stink. But, which is. I hope the Trash Pandas are good. Because I would, I mean, they got a nice stadium. I've seen it, you know, driving yeah. to Huntsville for work. Uh, 
I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna go. I'm definitely gonna be catching a couple trash pandas games. I'm gonna let dip dip my son's toe in the. He's been to some high school games, but he hasn't been to anything like that. And before I take him to a Braves game, I want him to see how he does in the minors. Yeah, I probably wouldn't take him to a nooner in July. Though. Let him get used to seeing those big fields. He'll be playing on them one day, maybe. <laughs> but um, all seriousness. Um, yeah, there's really, I mean, like I said, we're going to touch on some college basketball. We're going to touch on some. Um, I got some NBA for you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's starting to heat up too. And then yeah. we'll round out with what we usually round out with. But we're going to start off, usually we do this at the end of the show. But this story is just stupid, mind-blowing to us. Mind-blowingly stupid. The I want to know the thought process that went into <laughs> what happened here. Clown of the week. Craig's favorite Craig Craig actually texts me throughout the week, and we talk about this. This is something he lives for. He breathes for this. I'm going to let him do the introduction. I'm going to let him tell the story. All right, so Clown of the Week this week. You know, we tend to pick more from pop culture for Clown of the Week. I see. We've had Pelosi. We've had um, Will Wade. Was it Will, Will Wade Clown of the Week? I uh, think so. I think we wanted to, but we ended up saying no. He's a clown every day. Uh, I can't. I had Miles to, Garrett was a clown of the week. Yeah, that was all his fault though. But this is—we're dipping back into sports for this one. Um, Zach, if you had to think of one thing they look for at the southern border of the United States—drugs, drugs, drugs, and humans that aren't supposed to be coming in, but mainly drugs. So. If you were a person who had the bright idea to get a bunch of Mary J, <laughs> would you try and drive it through a border checkpoint? Um, no, I would well, not. Zach, based on that answer <laughs> to that question, you are smarter than Brown's offensive tackle Greg Robinson. I think it's Robinson. I, I it's Robinson. I don't. A hundred and forty-seven pounds. Was that right? That's what I read. I think. Uh, but, you know, that was, like, kind of the first report. So, yeah. not, the, the, the that, amount might have shit. It was definitely at least, I think, over 100 pounds. Either way, there is professional athletes that weigh less than the amount of pot he was trying to get across. The border. Um, so, Greg Robinson is trying to cross back into the United States from Mexico. And at the Sierra uh, Blanca checkpoint, which in English means White Mountain, uh... He tries to sneak across the, or not sneak, he tries to drive through the border checkpoint. And this wasn't like some like roadblock. This was the honest goodness, like there's nine lanes of traffic and you're told by some dude in a uniform to get in one of them. Yeah, everybody gets checked. Yeah, you, IDs, passports, like this is the real deal. Why are you here? Yeah. And stuff like that. So. Him and he had somebody with him. I think, I think he had two people with him. I know he, he. I know he played at Auburn, and one of the guys with him, I think, was Quan Bray. I think. Don't hold me to that. If I'm sorry, if that's the wrong name, but it was a receiver that he played with at Auburn. And either way, this man gets busted and is now looking at ten to twenty years in federal prison. Yes, because international drug trafficking, which would be by definition what he did, <laughs> is surprisingly a felony. <laughs> And punished by a lot of jail time. I mean, this dude isn't going to go down to the, let's see, Auburn. He's not going down to the Lee County Courthouse. 
He is going to uh, probably a federal court. This man's in the feds, and he started. We're not talking about like a backup offensive. He started fourteen of sixteen games, if I read that right last year. So I mean, this is a starting offensive I mean, tackle. He, have, he was a first or second round pick. Yes, this was this was. Granted, he wasn't like he was kind of leaning towards bust, but still first round pick. So you know, dude's got. Crazy amounts of money. Yeah. He started. He's an off, start offensive tackle, which left tackle is one of the highest paid positions in football. Yeah. So, dude is making bank, and I don't know if he lives in Auburn. I don't know where dude lives. I, I, I would figure Cleveland. I'm, I'm I'm assuming somewhere up there. I know yeah. he he's at least has a house up there. You would yeah. think. And the drug that he was chasing is legal in a neighboring state. I looked up on a map where Cleveland is in relation to either Illinois or Michigan, and whereas he, you would have to drive through Indiana to get to Illinois, Cleveland, if you slingshot around one of the Great Lakes, then you're in Michigan. So we're looking at maybe a hour and a half, hour and a half, two hour drive to get something legally. Yeah. So I'm not sure what his plan was here. But well, he, that that much, Mary, Mary Jane, you know. He has to be slinging it. Like, he was yeah. not buying it. If you try to sneak 147 pounds across the border, that is not personal use. No. And so, that brings me to my next point. Why is a professional athlete selling not only... We're not going to get into the logistics and the finances of drugs here because we don't know that much about it, but yeah. why are you trying to sell... Why are you going to get the hardest drug to hide? Because it smells. And the cheapest drug as far as selling... Yeah, you don't, I don't think there's a high profit margin. On no, that there's not. So why are you doing that when you're starting off the tackle for the Cleveland Browns? Granted, Cleveland Browns. We could make them the clown of the week every week because they are hot garbage. Oh, okay. I got a story for you from the Cleveland Browns. All right. I didn't see it the other day. We just made the Cleveland Browns the clown of the week. <laughs> Brown clown, it rhymes. Um... I did not know this, but the Browns have a live dog mascot. Like a oh, bulldog. and they had a live funeral. They they had an a funeral. Open casket. An open casket funeral for this dog. That weird enough, but um, they live streamed it. Okay, see, that's just. And you know, as a Tennessee fan, we have Smokey, and you know, Smokies have. I mean, we're, we're on the eleventh one. Like some have died. But I don't, I don't know. I think the last one died while I was in college. Yeah. But I don't remember them live streaming the funeral. Well, here's the, here's the thing too, and college mascots are more prominent. There's some NFL mascots that I couldn't tell you who they are, as far as like the actual, not like the dude dressed up in a. But you know, some yeah. some pro teams have mascots that you don't even know well, about. Yeah. But college mascots are pretty well known. Prominent. Like, I mean, you know. They're yes, on the, a lot of them's on the field during the game. I mean, game. just in the SEC, you have one at Arkansas, one at LSU, one at A&M, one at Tennessee, one at Georgia, one at Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. I'm sure there's a game. Auburn's got an eagle. So that's, you yeah, know, one at Auburn. I, I, Florida don't have a lot of gator, do they? I don't, I don't think I so. And Bama, Bama doesn't have a big, giant elephant running around campus. Yeah, but would you want an elephant yes. running around campus? Yes, I would. Okay, that would be well, awesome. when that lawsuit happens, <laughs> let me know how you think about so, that. Um, but so you'd think that these college – or when Ugga dies at Georgia, my Lord, I mean, that dog is well, treated better than me. And he, yeah. And they, I mean, they don't have a – but the Browns, they have a live stream funeral for their mascot 
the dog with an open casket. Bizarre. So, yeah. Clowns of the week are the Browns. Cleveland never disappoints, man. It's just this one dumpster fire after another. You're born, you pay taxes, the Browns suck, and you die. And we have absolutely no hatred towards the Browns whatsoever. I really, I really don't. I don't care about the Browns. I literally have no. I mean, I want I, like the the Browns are a good underdog story, but uh, you know their um, uniforms are the worst in sports. Period. Well, what do you do with Brown and Art, Zach? You change your whole scheme. Don't be the Cleveland Browns. I don't know. I mean, I know that was the name. I'm I'm assuming that was the name of the owners. I think, I think it is named after the owner. But Jesus, I mean, change, do something. The, the the all brown ones, I mean, it looks like eleven Mister Hankies running around on the field. I was able to create on Madden some tie brown uniform, <laughs> but you had to do the orange jersey. You couldn't do the brown jersey. Right. And here's the the Browns, the poor Browns. The talent at the you look on paper at their roster, you're like, man, these dudes might, and then. Every, it's it's a, it's just a cycle. It's a curse. It's yeah. the Browns. I don't know what's going on out there. Baker isn't bad. I mean, dude won a Heisman. I, you know what? I think I don't have to lay the blame. First off, at Jimmy Haslam for owning the team and being terrible at it. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it's his fault. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens was not ready. No, and, uh, that do, many do, egos. Do I think he could be a decent coach in the future? Yes, maybe if you get more time under his belt. But they made that hire out of literally you have a rookie quarterback that has a good year and he likes the guy and you throw him to the wolves like that. I mean, you NFL coaching searches to me, it puzzles me because you hear these teams hiring these people that you've never even heard of. Or, or they hire bad coaches. Like Adam Gase was terrible with the Dolphins, but now he's the head coach at the Jets. Yeah. So it's not even like he made a lateral move in the same division. Yeah, and another team that you look at them on paper. Yeah. No, they're not world beaters, but they're not. I mean, they got Le'Veon Bell. They got Sam Darnold. Isn't awful. I mean, he's not. Again, he's not. They were they were way better when he was playing. When he came back from having mono because he's kissing whores. Sorry, children. They played a lot better. Jamal Adams on on the defense yeah. side of the ball, C.J. Mosley. I mean, they got talent on that team, but Adam Gase is – we were actually talking about this earlier, and we'll lead into college basketball with this, how crazy it is that in college basketball, almost more prominent than any other sport, a good coach can take a bad team and win, and a bad coach can take a good team and lose. Uh-huh. And it's pretty prominent with Adam Gase. Yeah. I mean – Granted, in Miami, he you want to say in Miami he had a bad team, but look at I mean, I mean, their talent level they went five and 11. It was garbage. Every one of their best players got traded. Yeah, they they traded Kenyon Drake, they traded Laramie Tunsil, Laramie Tunsil, they traded Minka, they traded um, that that was that was it really. That was all they had that was really any good. They've got Devontae Parker left, a pretty decent receiver. Yeah, um, it's magic. Fitz Magic was their quarterback, and they won five games. But not just like Fitz Magic with players around him that are good. Like Fitz Magic with nobody, yeah. absolutely nobody, and they won five games. Yeah. So that makes Adam Gase look really bad. Yeah, what he's doing in New York makes him look really bad. So, I mean, Freddie. I mean, if we're taking that, Freddie will be 
Freddie Freddie went of an offensive coordinator for the he's some, Patriots. He's somewhere right now. I'm not sure where. He's an offensive something somewhere. Probably probably offensive analyst for the Patriots. He, I, I no, I I can't remember. I don't know. Anyways, that's where he's at. He's somewhere. Maybe he gets back into it. Maybe not. But yeah, it was kind of his fault. But in the way, it was the owner's fault because he was not ready for that. That's a lot of egos. You need a you need it and you need a Rex Ryan. Or, or I mean, I'm not saying go get Rex Ryan, but no. a guy, a guy like Rex Ryan, or a guy like Bill Parcells, that literally is an ego, a walking ego, to control those egos. Somebody that's going to tell Odell Beckham to quit being a baby, because that's what he was being. Yeah. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, didn't they have Kareem Hunt too? I think so. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Well, no, if I can play for them, I was Tyreek Hill. I'm thinking of. And then so you got um, on defense side, well, you got Miles Garrett, who granted tried to kill someone, but Denzel Ward. I mean, they're loaded with talent. And well, when you have thirty-seven number one picks, you better be loaded with talent. Exactly. So, and I said it last year, and I'll say it again this year. Browns fans, get excited all you want about the season um, until y'all make the playoffs. Pipe down. And I don't even make the playoffs. Beat the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> to make it worse on the Browns, they have an absolute stud in their division. They have to play twice a week now in Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So, that'll be interesting. But on to college basketball, um, uh, I see I'm right, looking at uh, Craig's little all right, interesting tidbit. Before we tidbit. do this, we need to go to commercial break because I, I have to figure out how to cut the profanity out of what I want to say. <laughs> This week about college basketball, so we'll be right back after Craig has a moment to calm down. <laughs> back again, time to talk a little college basketball. Craig has calmed down, he got him some water. He's Hydration <laughs> is key when doing a sports podcast. He's ready to rock and roll. You don't want dry mouth. Craig, Craig introduced his list of frauds to us last week, if you missed that. Check it out. Yeah. But he wants to amend a couple of things. I have to submit the first amendment to the list of frauds. I am withdrawing my claim of fraud to the Maryland Terrapins. We apologize, Maryland. They're apparently really good. I underestimated them. Uh, I'm doubling down on Auburn Tigers being frauds. I'll explain my reasoning in the Tennessee-Bama segment at the end of the show. Uh, see, uh, San Diego State, bad fraud, real bad fraud. They're terrible. They lost to the UNLV running Rebels. I forget UNLV exists a good bit of the time. Did did we really think that that did people really think San Diego State was going to go undefeated? No, that's not expected. At but but people are again. You look at the rankings, as I mentioned last week. You look at the rankings, there's a reason that the undefeated team wasn't number one. Yeah. They're People number, see straight through stuff like that. They were number four today. They're probably going to end up probably number 15. <laughs> I mean, common sense tells you that there's one undefeated team in the country. Yeah. They're the number one. No, they're not because they're frauds. So, doubling down on Auburn. And I'm introducing a new fraud. This is Amendment 2. The new fraud... It's the Louisiana State University Tigers and Will Wade. 
We've been watching ACC basketball for a good while now, and this has been a pretty up and down season conference wise. Yeah, but there's been three teams that you can pretty much guess that could win the conference: Kentucky, always; Auburn, frauds. But the conference is so man. If they played in in Auburn, they it'd be a landslide. But yeah. they don't. They play in Nashville, and the Lu- third team being Louisiana State. In the month of January, Louisiana State was hyped up. Yeah. They have lost seven or eight conference games. Frauds. They're, They're not as good as people make them out to be. Uh, it's ba- And it's bad coaching, really. The talent is there yeah. at LSU. And I, Will Wade can recruit, and he can make some strong offers. to. He can bring the people in. But he singled out a player – at the, in, during the game and then in the post-game interview, he didn't call the player out by name, but everybody saw who he was yelling at. Everybody knew who he was talking about. And you can't do that. You can't. I mean, as a coach, and I've been a coach, I coached um, for two years, travel ball, and um, you can't single out players. That's just bad Bad juju, man. It it causes a causes a rift between you and said player. It puts a wall up between that player. I mean, it's just bad, and he did it. And they're frauds, like you said. They they, they are gonna get bounced. They'll they could probably survive the first round, but the round of thirty two, they're gonna get put out probably by a Big Ten school that's gonna have four white dudes starting that all shoot threes. Well, here here's the thing with LSU. A lot of their they're calling them the comeback kids. They're coming back and winning these games. You know, they're down by a lot. They come back squeaking out at the end. Um, a lot of that is the teams they're playing. I mean, yeah, they they almost came back and beat Bama, but how many te- how many games has Bama been up this year and ended up losing? Like, up big. That's the norm. It happens. It's, you know, so come, you know, that's what LSU does, and in a NCAA tournament when you're going up against like Craig said a Iowa or a I don't even Michigan Michigan or Penn State even Washington no yeah. maybe I, I don't know but I just don't see them going making a deep run in the tournament they could prove me wrong I, honestly and I'm a huge believer in SEC basketball I love watching SEC basketball I think it's one of the more Exciting conferences to watch because of the coaching matchups and the athletes and just the way the game yeah. is played in this conference. Yeah, I'm a huge fan, but I don't really see a team that's. If a team makes a big run in the NCAA tournament out of the SEC this year, it'll be because they get hot. Yeah, it's not. There's like Kentucky. Yeah, they're 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 good. They're always good, but I just. To me, this Kentucky team doesn't have that. Yeah. But they don't – I don't know. I don't know. They're still – I just I just don't I mean, see – There's still seven McDonald's All-Stars on that team, so I, – I mean, I get that, but I, I've just watched them a lot this year. I don't see <clears> – they have flashes of being a great team, but they also have flashes of being a really, really bad team. And to me, a team that's going to go deep in the NCAA tournament – isn't a team that's inconsistent. It's going to be – you don't have to be great all the time, yeah. but you can't be great for 35 minutes and 
really, really bad for five or you'll get beat. You just got to be yeah. decent for 40. Yeah. And Kentucky, I don't think Kentucky is capable of that. And the, the, I hope that SEC team proves me wrong and there's one in the final four. That would yeah. I would love it. But I just – this year, the conference this year, and a lot of people were down on it, and you were saying earlier, you don't really think that the conference is bad – well, there's too much. There's there's parity now. Vandy and Missouri are are bad. Okay. Right? Yeah. Vandy's the worst. Missouri's a little bit better than them. Um, but there's so much parity from like team, you know, twelve to eight is similar, and then seven to five is similar, or seven to four, and then there's LSU Kentucky or LSU Kentucky Auburn, and you don't know which one of those teams is the best. It's They've changed. all beaten each other. Each week it looks different. Like one yeah. week Kentucky's like, oh, I'm – and then one week Auburn's like, no, I'm the best. And then one week LSU's like, no, I'm the best. And then Auburn's like, oh, let me choke real quick. And LSU says, oh, hold my beer. And, I mean – And then Kentucky randomly loses to Vanderbilt. Yeah. So what, what – but you, I know 7 through – you said 7 through 12 and or 8 through seven 12. Th- seven, 7 through 12, you know, a lot of the, like and Tennessee, thing, Bama, Arkansas all have nearly an identical record. Yeah, and then you, you sprinkle Ole Miss in, and Ole Miss, their win-loss isn't eh, but they're they're a good team. Yeah. They're not bad. Mississippi State's a good team. Texas bad. A&M is... Not very good, but they're still a rough team to somehow play. Somehow, they've got eight or nine conference wins. I mean, they're doing really well in conference play because that style yeah. that Buzz Williams runs, that yeah. in-your-face defense... You're getting one shot, we're getting the rebound, and we're going to go down and get our shot, which okay. respect to him because the talent level on that team is not very good. This team made a Final Four run two or three years ago. Yeah. And now look down. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's doing great there, which brings me back to the SEC coaches are the best in the conference, not in the conference, in the country. They're everywhere, top to bottom. So, college basketball – uh, outside of the SEC, um, I was seeing uh, some of the first four out stuff, last four in, the same Providence might make the tournament. Uh, Georgetown could make the tournament. Patrick Ewing taking his alma mater into the big dance. Who they beat? They beat a, a – they won a really big game. Did they knock week. out Villanova? Somebody. Somebody that was, like, ranked on up there, and they mm-hmm. went to, to that school with three starters out. Yeah. And didn't just beat them, like – yeah. Handle them. Uh, on the West Coast, I'm not entirely sure who is the best team in the Pac-12. I, yeah, it's a, it's a, the Once same. again, it's the time thing, and it's the fact that Pac-12 basketball is not really a whole lot on the line because yeah. none of them are very good. No, I mean, they're not. I mean, there's schools that shouldn't have no reason. But UCLA and USC should not be bad, ever. No. UCLA's got the pedigree. USC's got the flash. And we're not saying those schools are bad because I think USC's ranked, but we're just saying, like, it should you should want to watch it, but you don't. Not only that, but there should be a team out of that conference that's a threat to win the tournament every year. Yeah. And there's not. No. Um, so, but, you know, in the ACC, we got Duke is good. Florida State's looking good this year. Duke's Duke got drilled by NC State, but it's it was a bad. It happens. Yeah, well that that whole Duke, NC State, North Carolina, that, that whole little triangle is so hard to predict. Who yeah. Um, Carolina surprisingly bad. 
Yeah. I don't know them ever being this bad. No, I don't. But the college basketball world, as we mentioned last week, the the older we get, the deeper we're diving into it, and the more we're paying attention. It seemed like three or four years ago, I only watched Alabama play, and it's like it went from that to all right, I'll watch a game if I ain't got nothing going on. To now, it's like, oh, there's two ACC teams playing. I want to watch it. To now, it's there's a college basketball game on tonight that yeah. might be worth watching. And I watch teams. I haven't watched any Pac-12 teams because they're so they're on so late. But I do watch a lot more college basketball than I used to. Yeah. And it's fun to watch. It's exciting, and it's only going to get more exciting because March Madness is around here and. Are we doing a bracket special? Yes. Oh, bracketology. Just so you know, there is no... The secret to bracketology is there is no... There is no secret. There is no secret. I filled out two brackets last year. One of them I sat down. I did research. I think me and you filled this one out together. We sat down. We looked up stats, numbers, next gen, all that stuff. And that bracket was absolutely toast after the first game. And then I had another one that I just read the teams off and said oh so and so went there oh their mascot's this oh they got pretty cool uniforms and that one did a lot better there's no rhyme or reason to what happens in March uh, yeah I'm gonna go ahead and tell you I got a safe pick that's going to win the national championship alright uh, you, you might call me crazy but I'm feeling it this year <laughs> Seton Hall Seton Hall they're pretty good dude. Yeah. don't sleep on them but it, it, it the the bracket special will be it'll be nice it'll be fun it'll be we'll have balloons and cake <laughs> and pizza but this is a podcast so y'all won't get any of that that's just for us <laughs> it, but college basketball heating up Craig said he had a little NBA he wanted uh, to back to back to the city of Cleveland uh, this is the NBA edition so we're talking about the Cavs uh, they're looking for a new coach in the middle of the season and but the the crazy part is he stepped down as coach but they hired him as a some sort of front office gig yeah and okay I'm gonna add the Cavaliers organization as clown of the week because <laughs> so we got three clowns this week yeah but, um, all Cleveland <laughs> um the reason their coach stepped down did you hear the reason a some, big reason something about he was watching film and he said something about playing like thugs or something yeah and now the players play, quote unquote. This isn't my quote. This is something else that I seen. We're quoting a quote. Thuggish music around him, and he has asked them, kind of. He didn't like some of the things that some of these artists sing about, <coughs> and he has asked that to not be played around him because it wasn't his belief style. Which I kind of you don't want. I mean, he didn't want to listen to cut cussing and all this stuff yeah I mean the state of modern rap <laughs> and they played it in front of him and he got mad so he it, yeah. it's crazy and it wasn't like he was a bad coach I mean he did pretty he did decent in Michigan with, with what he and with what he had in, yeah. in Cleveland they just got Drummond and Drummond has been there a week and already said that he doesn't really like the atmosphere more NBA news the Lakers have released Boogie Cousins you know, there were some steamy hot takes over the summer about how the, the, the big three of LeBron, the Brow, and the Boogie <laughs> were going to dominate. But um, now Boogie is 
Not anything anywhere he near. He boogied out of L.A. He done, he done boot scoot Do you think boogie. the Clippers try to swoop in and sign him? No. Nobody needs to sign DeMarcus Cousins. You want, me, you want to know why? Because he misses the first 30 games of the season with a busted knee that he somehow gets every year in September. And then when he comes back, he plays like crap for four months, and then he rides the pine. Every now and then he'll have a spectacular <laughs> game where he, he where he puts up stats that he should have been putting up the whole time. You're looking at one season, Craig. Up until last year, he was really good. No, up until he left Sacramento. <laughs> I think somebody will pick him because they said he there's a good chance he's ready by the playoffs. I think a playoff team. I mean, why? What's the word? You pick you pick him up and he sucks and you don't play him. I mean, you know, or he'll he, get picked up by the Rockets. They don't have a big man. They don't anymore. have a center period. No. So. You know, I, I can respect D'Antoni going all in with small ball here, but you can't do you can't win you can't win consistently without a center. Especially the you know the whole lack of rebounds, and Russell Westbrook isn't Steph Curry. Yeah, he shoots as many threes as Steph Curry, but he's not hitting as many threes as Steph Curry. And Steph Curry is looking coming back on March first. If you're Steph, why do you come back this year? This year I don't. I would sit out. And get healed up. You and Clay, y'all go take y'all's family vacations, and y'all get ready. Slide on in with you. They're gonna have a top pick. I know it's not guaranteed because of the lottery, but they're gonna have a decent pick. Maybe you, maybe Wiseman falls to you, the kid out of Michigan, and you have a big man all of a sudden. And I mean, yeah, they suck right now, but they don't suck because they don't have talent. They suck because their talents hurt. Yeah. You bring Steph and Clay back in the mix, and you get them somebody else. Yeah, I mean them two by themselves. They're not. I'm not saying they're going to win the finals by themselves, but they're going to the playoffs. They're good. Yeah. But if I'm Steph, I take I take it on the chin and just say, "Thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to rehab and be back next year." Because I mean, Clay's not coming back at no. all. So. That's that'd be the smart thing to do. Kyrie's out for the rest of the year. Well, the Nets were gonna suck anyway, so when the Nets all the moves they made was planning for not this year but a couple because they knew K D wasn't gonna be playing. Oh yeah, they're thinking they're they're playing chess right now. They're trying to think two or three steps ahead. The last time they did that, they sold their soul for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Darren Williams. I thought they got Rondo too. I don't think they had Rondo. They had Darren Williams who was phenomenal five years before that when he was with the Jazz. They got Paul Pierce, who was phenomenal five years before that when he was with the Celtics, and the same with Garnett. And they literally traded like three or four first-round picks in a row for these cats. For a bunch of oldies. Hoping to make, oh, we got a new new arena, we're going to make a push, and they didn't. And then they didn't have any picks. So now, now they're finally coming back in, and we got Kyrie and KD, but you know, give us like some time. Yeah, I just want to point out that Darren Williams got paid and then woke up one morning and said, "You know what? I'm going to play like booty for the rest <laughs> of my career." It seems to happen a lot with these. You, folks uh, I mean, do you blame them? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we touched on the NBA. That's mostly talked about it all month on the NBA. I'm proud of us for that. Well, you know, All Star break. It's kind of hard. I mean, we did our season review thing. Yeah, it's too and, early for predictions. We're gonna now we're gonna transition without a commercial because we're not gonna talk about this much because if you watched it, you've seen it. If you didn't watch it, 
we don't want to completely spoil it, but the fight of the year. Oh. Fury and Wilder. Going in, I was thinking Wilder was going to – it was one of those things where I wanted Wilder to win so bad that I was thinking he was going to win, but in the back of my mind, I just knew that Fury's a better boxer. <coughs> and Fury said he was going to come out and try to knock him out, and basically did. I mean – They put him on the ground a few times. Wilder's corner threw in the towel, and if they didn't – he was fixed to get messed oh. up. I mean, he was in the corner. He he wasn't really. He was just taken. Yeah. And I admire what Wilder said after the fight about he wanted to get carried out on his shield because that's what he is. He's a warrior, and I admire that. But man, you got a family at home. You've got to think about in this. I mean, dude probably doesn't have an eardrum anymore. Yeah. Um more than likely concussed. He was taking an absolute beating. And I know you want to be that guy that Yeah. Goes out on your shield. But you've got to You, you gotta know. think long term, dude. Like You're not winning that fight. No. Um I was surprised how short it was. I thought this was gonna be like an all nighter. Yeah. It was what was it, the fourth, fifth? It was six six or seven six round was when it ended. But six rounds, so um but it was over. I mean, after. it was over once he got knocked down the first time. See, because I was judging, I was judging the rounds, and by round four, I was like, "Fury's winning this like three to one right yeah, now." We literally said, once, once, right before Wilder got knocked down, we were talking, and we were like, "If if Wilder don't do something quick, it's over. If he don't, ha- and he has the power to do it, but he didn't." Fury is the champion of boxing in the heavyweight division right now, completely. He holds every belt, which is shout-out to him. He undefeated. Um, I want to see him go far. He sang Sweet Cherry Pie after the fight, which is glorious. I love it. And just props to him I mean that was it It wasn't a good I, I want to say it was a good fight but it wasn't no this was a beat down it was a good fight if you're a Tyson Fury fan but it wasn't a good fight from a boxing standpoint but none of Wilder's really are I mean he goes most of the time before he was he's now 42 1 and 1 and he had 41 knockouts and 20 of them was in the first round so I mean yeah anyways that's all I got on the fight boxing match. Like I said, it really ain't much more to talk about other than the absolute beatdown. Yeah, I don't really. And I'm not gonna see her now like I'm a huge boxing fan. I mean, no, this was the first boxing match I've ever watched. Honestly, I thought you didn't. You wasn't you in our little Mayweather Pacquiao deal? That don't count. This is, I mean, that was that was that was more spectacle than anything. <laughs> this was a championship belt, like. Met the really Mayweather Pacquiao thing was a long time coming and happened about six years too late. Yeah, I mean that Pacquiao and Pacquiao won that fight. I don't care what anybody says. I know they vote they, but you're not going to beat Floyd Mayweather in Vegas where he's got. Yeah. What he's got. Yeah, like thirty something knockouts. Or something. <laughs> no, I mean like just the way he is, like the yeah. icon that he is from the yeah. Vegas standpoint. Like dude's got a lot of money. Yeah. He can't read and he can't sign a check, but he's got a lot of money. So, but that's not what that's that's neither here nor there. Um, we're gonna take a quick break um, and come back with 
our normal closing yeah, we'll parts. Yeah, we'll do the ball, the tide wrap-up. Short little show today. And uh, we will be back shortly. Back again. Craig got hydrated again. Hydration <laughs> is key. That whole previous segment. Okay, uh, sorry guys. I literally just stepped on a Mickey Mouse toy. Get it away. If, that I, if, if Disney hears that on this podcast, you're going to get sued. That I didn't even know worked. But um, my son is a Mickey Mouse fanatic and there's literally Mickey Mouse stuff scattered throughout my living room and I didn't even know that toy worked and honestly it scared me for a second I didn't know what was going on so I apologize for the hiccup but as always this is voluntarily rolling Mm -hmm. and you know what I've noticed Craig that we haven't talked about in three we haven't talked about music or movies in a while oh you want a list we're gonna have to you promised them a list no good and well we would forget (laughs) we're gonna have to do something about we'll we'll, we might release that randomly that might be our random episode that comes out in the middle of the week Mm -hmm. that's something we'll have to discuss after we get through this but um voluntarily rolling we talk about Vols. We talk about the Tide. Mm-hmm. We'll let you go with your Tennessee. Okay. I have a question okay. about this team. And it's not... It's not meant to be mean. It's not meant to be angry. It's a... Uh, there's a problem closing out games with this squad. If they could have just, you know, kept it together, their record would be completely different. Yeah. That, that. Uh, today was the best example of that. You have a 17-point lead on Auburn in the jungle. And you let them go on an 18 to nothing run. First off, you didn't do anything to stop that. And I'm mad at Barnes about that because at some point you would need to call a timeout during yeah. that stretch. Yeah. And he didn't. And he just he took. let it play, and you know I can respect letting it play out, but sometimes you need a little breather. When the team's at home and the crowd's completely out of it, and all of a sudden the crowd storms back into it, you've got to put a stop to it. Yeah, because they're not going to stop. Yeah, and you know it's something that you could have saw Tuesday when they were playing Bandy. Um, they, sh- they almost lost that. They were up with 55 seconds left. They were up 10 points. And they win the game by two. Yeah. It's to Vandy. To Vandy. And it's just... This is the most inconsistent team I've ever seen. This is counting like all the garbage teams when I was like younger. But definitely since Pearl has was there to now, this is the most inconsistent. I don't understand. And I guess part of it is there's injuries... There's they got those two foreign guys who didn't get to clear to play to the middle of the season, so there's some jailing issues. Uh, depth's a problem. I just it's just you know you see the potential, but they're they're missing a piece. You literally take three or four minutes out of each game, and they're looking at a they're ranked in the top twenty five right now. Yeah, and it's it's just frustrating to watch, and what's even worse that you know. They got four more games against really good opponents. 
Yeah, I think Wednesday night they play Arkansas. Is it four more heartbreaks? Like, are they going to be at four more times? And- well, I don't know because I'm looking. I'm looking. Just looking one game ahead. They played Arkansas, and last week they played them in Knoxville and beat them by twenty. So they're going to lose by five in at the last second in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So and then after that is Kentucky. So next Saturday is the biggest rival in basketball. So we'll just have to see how that goes. <laughs> It'll be and in. and it's and here's the fun part. I think it's in Rupp Arena. <laughs> Ouch. Which means the Rupperees are going to be there. <laughs> I just want to get this out of the way. A week before the thing, I just want to point out three facts about Kentucky, and then I'll flip it to Zach, <laughs> so he can describe Alabama basketball. Uh, three fun facts about Kentucky. You ready for this? All right. Their most famous coach is Adolph Rupp. Right. <laughs> yeah. Racist. Uh, <laughs> Their coach right now is John Calipari, right? Yeah. Cheater. <laughs> One of their most famous alumni is the actress Ashley Judd. Yeah. Whore. <laughs> so Kentucky hate week is... Kentucky... Well, no. I don't know. I guess the relationship between Kentucky and Tennessee is one of... Tennessee has consistently beat them in football. Kentucky... Kentucky consistently beats them in basketball. Yeah. Except for like the last decade where the roles have been flipped where Tennessee has beat them in basketball. Yeah. And they've beat us in football. Granted, they only beat us in football once. Yeah. So, but, yeah, this is just, I don't like Kentucky. I don't like the state of Kentucky. I really don't like Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> Chick-fil-A's better. But, hey, y'all's baseball team... Oh yeah, I almost forgot. The baseball team has knocked off the number one team in the country. They're six and zero now. Granted, it's February and baseball <laughs> season won't end until June, so don't tell them what's going to happen. But it's a good start. Yeah. Um, Alabama had a big win tonight against Ole Miss on the road, one hundred and three to seventy seven, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. That was the way I see it. Bama's got to win three of these next four games. Four of them, they had to win four of the next five and probably one in the tournament. And I think it's doable. But they're in the same boat as Tennessee as far as blowing leads. I mean, they'll be up. I watched Alabama play A&M. And blew a lead. And blew a lead. Uh, they they blew a lead against A&M. They, they, tonight was really the first game that they controlled the whole time. Like, there was never a point in the game towards the end where you were like, oh, crap, here it comes. Yeah. And that's good to see. Maybe they're figuring something out. I don't know. But that that was very good to see. Um, they got a kid from Canada that's supposed to be maybe committing sometime within the month. I don't know what it is with Nate Oates and all these Canadian basketball players, but it's becoming a pipeline. I think it's kind of cool. They're all playing together. But... What's a random pipeline from Tuscaloosa to the Great White North? <laughs> and it's not just like a state, it's a whole country. Yeah. So it that's interesting, but Bama basketball is still, you know, it's his first year. We're still kind of getting in the hangout, but I think we'll be all right. Um, the baseball team, we had SC, we had National Freshman of the Week last week. That's always exciting. Yeah. So. You know, it's coming along. Football's right around the corner. Like, no, it's not. It's like it seven feels like away. it no, is. No, it, it feels like it is to me. I just can't. 
we're getting to baseball season, and I love baseball season. I really do. Baseball is my sport. If those of those y'all that know me know this. If you don't know me, baseball is literally my thing. But something about college football, it just goes by so fast. They were talking about extending the NFL. How about giving us more college football? Unlike so like the NFL, where that's their job. These kids have got to go to class. At I some know, point. I know they do, but nobody. Wants, I mean, the seventeenth game. Come on now. Oh, we haven't even talked about the CBA. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, they're. I think I don't know. They're voting on it or something. The process is not done. When when the deal is done, I'll comment on it. <laughs> so we're going to, as always. I got a joke for you before we go. It's a dad joke. All right. How many peaches grow on a peach tree? Five. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) As always, y'all have a good one, and we will see y'all soon.